0: Hey everybody, welcome to Stuff Said, the show where I, Greg Shiegel, working cartoonist, talk to people in the world of comics, cartooning, and beyond. Today's show, episode forty-one, nine away from 50. I don't know if that has any relevance at all. They really don't. Again, I don't don't number these things, really. I never say the numbers of them. Anyway, I, I might be a little bit frazzled. I'm releasing this episode in an atypical fashion. Uh, normally, I release shows on the 15th, but I just got back from Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle, Washington, and I had an experience there that, well, led, led to this episode. I There was a guy who came by the table, and he was fascinating. So fascinating that I, on the spot, with no research. Now, mind you, I do a lot of research before I talk to people, but in this case... I thought, you know what, this guy's here, I'm here, I have recording materials with me in the hotel room, boom, we recorded a conversation. So the conversation you're about to hear is me with a gentleman named Rex Lee, and the last name Lee in comics is significant, and this conversation is fascinating. That's all I'm going to say for now, uh, because I want to just get right to it and... I'm literally just back from Seattle Plane landed, got home, and now I'm recording what you're hearing right now It is the night of the 31st And I am tired, but this this is important stuff And I want to I wanna get this episode out I'm in front of my, my stuff where I can put a proper episode together So here's, a, here's my talk with the very interesting Rex Lee Honor oh, to have you sitting here. Although that's, it almost seems weird because I don't know if anybody knows who you are. Uh, I I don't even know if honor is the right word for it, but it, it
1: on, honor seems appropriate to me for you to be for me to come here and and do this uh, record. What are you recording?
0: A tape? It's no, it's not a tape. It's it's computer. It's like the radio, but it's on a computer. They call them podcasts or internet radio shows. So this is good. This will be on the radio then. No, it'll be it's something that you can download. Okay. No. I don't care. Okay, great. This it's being recorded. People will hear it. People are going to hear your story, which I think is, I think is an important story. I think people oh, should hear your you, story.
1: You are honored to yeah. have
0: me. Yes, absolutely. And I think people are going to really appreciate hearing your story, which, I mean, how about? First, can you tell people who you are? My name is Rex Lee. Okay. Now, Lee is a name that has a lot of value in the world of comics,
1: well, Notab- yes. notably Stan Lee. Right. Stan-, Stan Lee is my cousin.
0: Stan right. Lee is your cousin. C- correct. Okay. This is why I wanted to have you on the show, because honestly, getting Stan Lee to be on this would be impossible and that's not to say that you are an impossible per- that you are you know what i'm trying to say i think that you're appropriately honored to have me here i am
1: absolutely stan's not quite as young as i am you know he's hard to get he's hard to so how, uh, yeah how much younger health issues
0: how much younger are you than stan
1: i am eight years younger than
0: stan i'm 83 okay and then where would that put you because stan has a younger brother larry Yes. I don't know how old he. I... Larry is one
1: year younger than I am. Uh, we used to play a lot growing up.
0: Okay. All right. So, did you know Martin Goodman? Because you know the story of Stanley is is Uncle Marty. So wait, was okay? Maybe I just am confused. Was Marty an uncle? What was his? Un- uncle Marty married our cousin Julie. Okay, so he's he's a cousin through marriage. I guess everybody just called him Uncle Marty. Well,
1: you know, we didn't see him, you know, that often growing up, but he was kind of a big shot and everybody in our family was
0: proud to, to have him, so he was he was Uncle Marty. I understand. So from this point on, Martin Goodman, Uncle Marty, Right. mutual cousin. So then how are you and Stan cousins? We're we're cousins. Uh my my father and Stan's father were brothers. Okay. Okay. I wasn't, because, like, Marty, as I remember, married into the fam- so I wasn't sure where the, how it all broke down. Yeah, he married our other cousin. Okay. No problem. I understand now. I think, I think the clarity is helpful for what we're about to talk well, about, which again, I, I, I have. I don't see why anybody would care, but sure. Well, your cousin, Stan, is incredibly famous in comics, and this is a comics show. We talk about comics, yeah. so. Your your relation to him is,
1: you know, relevant. Okay. I, th- I thought we had that covered okay. when I said we were cousins. We can talk about our fathers. I mean, what else do you want to know? No, you no. we are going to talk, talk about my,
0: our mothers now, too? No, we do not have to talk about your mothers at all. Do you have any cousins? I do. I have several on, on all sides of the family. I have cousins of cousins. It's Some people get caught up in, you know, well, first, I, second, third, I, once I don't removed. think I should have to explain what wh- how cousins work you, to you, then. You absolutely do not. So did you have any connection to Martin Goodman? Did you ever know him outside of him being Uncle Marty?
1: Uh, You know, as I got older, I would see him. um, I knew that he was the publisher at at Timely Comics. Which became Marvel Comics. Which became Marvel Comics. I I was a comic reader growing up, and... uh, you know, Marty would—he was an executive in the city,
0: but he would come to Long Island to play golf on weekends. And well, now there's actually a very famous story with Martin Goodman and, and that gol- There's a golf game that he was at. The story goes where an executive or somebody from yes, the DC I, Comics. Right, I, I was at that golf game. You were at that golf game. Correct. The game with the the DC executives. Yeah, I executive. Was, I don't know how many there were. I was there for. I heard every
1: word. Every every nuance of every exchange really so i was i was his caddy i was right by his side
0: that's amazing that's incredible so you were at that golf game the game that i mean stan I tells the story. call it amazing i was pretty good caddy but uh, well again the, the way the story is told is that marty was at this game or martin goodman rather i don't he's not my uncle. he's not my uncle marty uh, Martin Goodman was at this game. And you
1: have your own uncles and your own
0: cousins. I actually have an Uncle Marty, believe it or not. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, the story goes... Well, I mean, you, you can tell the story if you were there. I mean, how did... yeah? Well, please.
1: before we even got yeah. on the golf course, I was telling Uncle Marty about, uh, you know, all the comics at the other company, at, at DC Comics. So you were reading comics at that I month. was. I told you before I was a comic book fan. That's true my apologies and uh dc comics had been you know they they put out this new character the flash it was a well it was it was it was an old character but it was a new it was a new presentation of an old idea and then uh they also put together uh this justice league of america which was a, a team of the superheroes and and i i thought that that was the greatest idea i'd ever seen and i was you know, on Uncle Marty's case, I was telling him all the way to the golf course uh, about these great books and how he should do books, like, with lots of superheroes on a team together.
0: But at that time, Marvel had been doing you know, monster and romance comics, correct? Right, yeah. lots, of,
1: lots of monsters and lots of ladies going on dates comics. Sure. Right, I, I you- preferred the monster comics. But I, I also really liked the the, soup, the new superhero comics that that uh, DC Comics were doing, and I wanted Uncle Marty to to make some superhero comics so that I could feel proud, you know, that uh, that uh, my that I was that my uncle was was making these. Well,
0: you must have felt you must have felt on some level that you had an inside, almost an inside track. I mean, you. You were reading comics as a kid, right? So you were reading what Captain America, Submariner, those sorts of things. Yeah, right? yeah, the original the Flash, Human, the original... Human Torch. Sure. Uh,
1: yes, they, absolutely. The, those were those were fantastic, and then uh, but there was also the the Batman's and the Superman's at the at
0: DC. Like I said, uh,
1: the Hawkman. Uh, now, was there uh, was there a part of you uh, that Martian you know Manhunter,
0: man? So was there was there a part of you that figured like my uncle marty is the publisher my cousin is the editor over there like this is this is certainly an opportunity did you see it as an opportunity like this is my shot to get in here
1: yeah so i i wanted to make comics and i knew that my uncle was it worked it was a was a it was a hot shot at a comic book company and by then he was already you know stan was working for
0: him by then, I think it was it was called Marvel Comics, right? They'd switched from Timely to Marvel by that point. I, I I'm a little hazy on exactly when that happened. So am I. So anyway, that, moving. So you're talking to him on the car ride.
1: So yeah, Wait. I was telling Uncle Marty, I want you to do some superhero comics because those are the the best comics to do. I like you know monsters are fine, girls going on dates not my speed. I wanted to see some superheroes, and I
0: knew that he could do superhero comics. He was the the he owned the comic book company, so is he you know is he listening to you on this cab Because the story goes that you know he's talking to the d c executive and he's almost he's almost taking it's like news to him that that this is a successful thing that's happening uh but by your telling it, you were telling him this stuff on the way to the golf game.
1: Well, you know, it's the sort of thing where I guess maybe I was an annoying kid, and he wasn't quite listening, or he just thought he doesn't know what he's talking about. But it turns turns out that uh that exact golf game, you know, the uh, the people over at DC was playing golf with. They were they were out there bragging about the success they were having with their new comic books, with their Justice League team of superheroes, and the uh, and uh, the new Flash. And the new Green Lantern superheroes that they were they were putting out, and so I think that's when uh, my uncle Marty started to take it seriously. Money talks, huh? Yeah, you bet you bet you bet it, you bet it does.
0: So you were caddy. You say you were caddying. Right. So had you tried to get a job? Oh yeah, all, all the time at Timely and Marvel. Yeah, I
1: wanted to follow and um, my cousin Stan's footsteps. I knew it worked for him, and I was—I was, I was I, as far as I was concerned, I was going to be the next guy through the door.
0: It seemed that seems logical, all things considered. Well, th- and th- thank you. You're you're very welcome. So, so did you ever work for Marvel Comics?
1: I, well, I uh, not officially.
0: Not officially. How do you how do you mean? So you were did you. Well, freelance work? Did you...
1: N- no. Well, let's just say that a lot of the ideas from some of the early Marvel comics
0: are, were, uh,
1: you know, they, they had an air of familiarity
0: to me. How do, you, how do you mean they seemed familiar to you? I don't I don't know if I understand. Well, when
1: I was younger, and, you know, when Stan first got hired at, at Timely Comics at the time, uh, I was pretty excited about that, and I, I wanted to draw my own comics and create my own comic book characters and uh i started creating my own uh superheroes i would show them to stan every time that he and larry would come to visit and uh some of those ideas and concepts i think uh wound up in marvel comics you
0: know uh you know later on down the line like like what what characters did you create? Well, that uh,
1: I can give you. I'll give you one. I'll give you an example. Uh, yeah, please do. When I was young, uh, uh, I, uh, I remember Larry and I were actually at the park together playing, and uh, there was like all these green little inchworms hanging from the, from the trees, and I, I was fascinated. The you know the silkworms, the way they would they would come down and and uh, they would produce silk. That's why they called them silkworms and i and i thought well what if a, what if a human being had a, had the powers of a silkworm and i created a character i called the human silkworm that could that could uh make its own silk threads and s- swing around on them swing from trees swing from buildings even and i think that stan you know i i would show these ideas to stan and i think that he remembered some of them and i think that it's
0: you're saying, you're saying that the human silkworm is Spider-Man, or the basis of Spider-Man.
1: I'm not saying that, that. What I'm saying is I created a character that would swing around on a web, that it, that it made itself, a string that it, that it made itself, and it would swing around the city and fight crime, and that Spider-Man also did the same thing.
0: Huh. Do you have other examples?
1: I uh, created a, a I remember one time uh, Larry got angry at me because I wouldn't share my toy and uh, he threw a fit. You know, remember he was a year younger than me and, and he broke one of my toys and, and then I decided, well, what if imagine what he could do if 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 he was a full-grown man or if he if if he got angry, he he it, there was no limits to his to his strength what he might do and I came up you know he he literally was on a rampage and I and I came up with the rampaging rage. He was a character that the angrier he he got the stronger he would become
0: which is not dissimilar from the incredible hulk.
1: Uh well, I'm not saying that Stan stole the incredible hulk from me. I'm just saying that I created this rampaging rage character that would get stronger when he got angry and
0: the Hulk also was a character that got stronger when he got angry. I mean, did did your rampaging rage? That's the name, rampaging rage. That's right. Did you did your like? Did it go yeah. so far? As, I was just a young boy. Maybe it wasn't the the
1: catchiest name. Oh at no, the no, time. I'm not. It's,
0: I'm not critiquing the name. I'm. I'm. The question is, you know, how how similar are the similarities? Like, did did the rampaging rage grow in size? Did it? Did his?
1: He what, he was. He would. Get, his muscles would become. A lot larger, you know, like uh, like the old uh, like Charles Atlas style, you know, uh, or even even bigger than that, you know, su- superhuman, you know, like uh, almost uh, bordering on, on on like a monster sort of a thing.
0: It would tear. It would tear through its clothes.
1: Right. Well, you know, if you're gonna get bigger, you can't keep wearing the same clothes. You got to change your clothes.
0: That's that's almost another hallmark. Wearing his clothes, they would they most definitely would rip apart. But, but that's another. Hallmark of those early Marvel comics is how realistic they, you know, their well, realistic well, approach. Well,
1: like I said, they were, you know, there was a lot of these ideas and concepts that, that were familiar to me. Seems like you have a lot. You have
0: more. Do You have more examples of this.
1: There, I had. Uh, I, I, I decided to. I made a superhero that would wear a, a, a superhuman suit. Again, like, you know. Uh, this,
0: I would imagine, this is not dissimilar from Iron Man.
1: I'm not saying Stan stole Iron Man for me. I'm saying I created a character who wore a suit of armor. I was, you know, thinking of something like a Sir Lancelot. Sure. And uh, and I'm just imagining, well, what if uh, in addition to wearing an armored suit that he could fly and, and have super strength and, and uh, shoot laser blasts, you know, like like a human jet fighter.
0: Was that the character's name, the human jet fighter? Nah, well,
1: I, I called him the Armored Avenger. You know, I, I was thinking of the uh, the Avenging Knights
0: of the Round Table. And I
1: thought, uh, how about the Armored Avenger?
0: Which, again, not to hit this point, I mean, Iron Man was a founding member of the Avengers.
1: Well, I, I'm just saying it was uh, familiar concepts and ideas.
0: It's, this is really in, this is incredible. Is there another one? Are there I'd, more? Uh,
1: had a, yeah, absolutely. Please, I had a. Mr. Uh, Lee. I had a group.
0: I had a, a superhero team that I assembled together. They were uh, which is not impossible. I mean, you loved the Justice League. You were there to to be on board for that, right?
1: But uh, you know,
0: I found that there was always uh, a
1: lot of these superheroes had their teenage sidekicks. Yeah, and I thought, like, what if? Those teenage sidekicks. Well, why couldn't they form a team of their own? And I came up with a it's a group of teenagers with weird powers that they had. All you know could do. All I mean, who who knows? You know what one would have or what the other one would have. But uh, you know, t- together they would be known as the Weird Teens.
0: The Weird Teens. That's actually a pretty great title.
1: At these, you know, they, I. They, and another thing, significant thing about teens is is. You know, when you you go through puberty and everything changes, yeah, uh, uh, you know, not to get too graphic here with you. No, uh, not at all. Um, you know that uh, uh, you know you go through your body goes through lots of changes, but in, in these particular cases, these weird teens, they would they would gain powers as they as they reach their teenage years.
0: So these, so you're saying that like these characters didn't get their powers from you know the way the Flash did from a chemical spill or Superman being an alien or. Spider-Man getting a radioactive bite. You're saying these characters, it just manifests it, with it, within them.
1: Yeah, it would just it would just kind of just come out of nowhere, really. You know, I mean, you, just, you can't always come up with a a, a is kind of an an easy way out, you know. Sure, uh, but uh, you know, so it could just be anything and strike you at any time. But it'd usually be around the teenage age, and these are some pretty weird powers.
0: Like what? Well,
1: initially, I uh, my idea for the weird teens. I thought about the character Superman. To be yeah. honest, to be frank, uh, I, I I thought that, now here's a character. He's he's got every single power, you know. But what if this group? What if these teenagers? You're like let's say there was five of them. What if what if they you split up Superman's powers? He's got so many. Like his super, oh, yeah. his super strength. That alone can you could be a superhero just with
0: Superman's strength. Sure, the Rampaging Rage had super strength. Exactly, uh,
1: so you know, again, I had uh, one of the weird teens. He was he was incredibly strong, like he had he had uh, beast like strength, you know, to him. Sure. And another one of Superman's powers, flying. Yeah. You know, and uh, so uh, and again, I was thinking of Superman. I thought of Batman. I was like, well, what if uh, a character was kind of like Batman could fly, but he could fly like Superman? So I came up with you know. The, the the human bat, and I, and I thought, well, maybe that's too close to Batman. So yeah. I thought, you know, how how about how about the the demon man? That's pretty that's, he okay. Had, he had great big demon wings, like bat-like wings, and, and he could fly. All right, another one of Superman's powers. Yes, he uh had his, uh, his uh, he could uh, see, he could use his, his sight powers, and. Uh, I didn't, I didn't think a guy with just had x-ray vision would be but I really liked his heat vision power that was kind of you know something like it was like a weapon you know you just look at somebody and just burn them to a cinder you know and I thought uh, how how about uh, you know if, if I had that if I had that power alone and no other powers oh man the people the people I would uh, give that fiery stare to you know so i i had a I had a character with a heat vision. I had a character that could fly. I had a character that was super strong and then uh I was uh, there was one uh, superman he another thing Superman would do was his, his super cool wind chill factor breath, and, sure. and, and, I, breath. I, and I created a character called the wind chill, and he would he could freeze anybody with his breath he could make icicles appear on your face if you were standing too close to him and he, you got him upset. So I had one guy on on one hand, he he could burn you up, and then another guy, he, he'd freeze, he'd freeze you just as fast as he got burned. There's some weird teens.
0: By my count, that's that's four. You said you had come up with five weird teens.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, there was a yeah, and there was a girl that would hang out with them too, and she could, she could read their minds and stuff.
0: So then let's talk about. Uh, I got uh, one more. Oh, okay, please.
1: So uh, I I remember this one pretty clearly because I got I got yelled at by uh, my auntie when I w- we were visiting Stan's place one one day. Uh, I was uh, I was trying to show Stanley another character that I'd come up with where he he could get big, and he could get small. So I uh, I ducked down underneath the table and I said, "Look at me! I'm I'm the I'm Mr. Shrinky Man. You know, I get really small." But then I say, "Hey, that's not it." And then I stand up on top of the table, and I, you know, to show like now I've now I've grown to be a giant, and this you know, and uh, so I stood up on the table, just to show my my stature had increased tenfold, and I would act out the scenes up on top of that platform and doing super heroic things. And that's where you got
0: yelled at for standing up on the table. Well,
1: my auntie, uh, yeah, she she was not too keen on the, me getting up on the dinner table that way.
0: Now, when you started seeing all this stuff being published—Spider-Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man—you know these things that, although you you yourself say that you're not saying they were they were stolen, or or you know, etc.
1: just there were very familiar concepts, and, right, and, and ideas,
0: right. So when you start seeing these things published, you know, at this point, if my math is correct, you're in your twenties. You try to get work at Marvel. You try to get work. Through Stan, through your uncle Marty. How were you reacting to seeing well, these? Well,
1: initially I thought uh, this is. Initially, I I took this to be a sign that uh, Stanley might be hiring me. Uh, soon he was using my ideas, uh, but uh, I didn't hear from him. So I uh, I, I tried to call him. I, I, he wasn't returning my phone calls. I went to the office to go see him to confront him. I could not even get into the building. Uh, so finally, I was I was so fed up. I went to see a lawyer. Really? Maybe. You think I don't have a
0: case? I I I was not there. I I'm well, I'm interested in the rest of the story. It Turns out I
1: didn't have a case.
0: Okay. And I un- went to the lawyer. Yes. He said
1: uh, I showed him all the comics that I had done as a child, and I brought them in, and he compared them, and he thought, "Well, wow. you know." What's one? You know, everyone's got superpowers. What what difference does it make? Uh, you know, this isn't quite. He said they looked so much different than anything I had drawn that it, there really was no way to prove that these were my ideas.
0: That's interesting because to hear you tell it, you know, Spider Man was a guy swinging around on webs, uh, human silkworm, not dissimilar. You know, the Iron Man, av- avenging, armored avenger. Not so. This, so, what was, I mean, what was in your old comics? What was this lawyer seeing?
1: Well, I think, uh, you know, to be to be honest with you, I think he's just looking at some amateur drawings of of a ten year old boy that, that cannot compete with those of a, of a of a, a professional artist that they had at the time making the comic books.
0: So you're saying, compared to the work that Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and those guys were doing. Like, that was enough? Yeah, I,
1: I am not uh, so full of pride that I cannot admit that at the age of 10, I could not draw as well as a Jack Kirby or a Steve Ditko.
0: Now, were you, as an adult, seeing these comics, were you able to recognize, like, wow, these guys are... Like, how much of the separation of it was you seeing ideas that you remember being yours, but then also being elevated by by these artists? I mean, there's a lot of debate in the comics world now, looking back, as to who exactly did what. The artist versus Stan, the writer.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I never had a conversation. I never told my ideas to, to, uh, to Jack Kirby. I never told my ideas to Steve Ditko. I told my ideas to my cousin Stanley. So I can only assume... That Stanley, in turn, had conversations with these artists, and then they. Not I mean, that's that's how the
0: story goes. The story goes that Stan would talk to them on the phone, uh, and that the the Marvel Universe was born. You know, and then and then the big debate is, you know, who was more responsible: Stanley, Jack Kirby, Stanley, Steve Ditko. You know that that becomes the the conversation now, in the in the post. You know. After that, uh,
1: yeah. Well, and uh, you know, I, I threw my head into the ring, or I attempted to. Uh, I made my case. It turned out I didn't have a case, so uh, you know, people can argue. You know, who was more important? But uh, at the end of the day, uh, after all this time, uh, you know, I still maintain that none of this would have happened if it hadn't been for me.
0: You know, I'm I'm hard pressed to argue. Your your fondness for comics, your love for the characters that you created as a kid, the sort of what happened, what became of all that, but I've I've always been very curious. And you you grew up you know in this. I mean, did Stan? Do you remember, or from your perspective, did Stan even like comics?
1: Uh, you know, he he didn't seem necessarily to be. As much of a fan as I did, uh, that was that was his job. But uh, to be honest with you, uh, I think that he he had uh, aspired to be a, a writer of the great American novel, and uh, he found that the comic book work was actually rather embarrassing.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that actually rings that rings true. I remember hearing an interview with Stan where he talked about his name, you know, Stanley Lieber, how he he changed it to Stan Lee because he was saving Lieber for the Great American Novel, right, which right. which actually brings up a question having nothing to do with comics. He changed his name from Stanley Lieber to Stan Lee. Your name is Rex Lee. That's right. So did you also change your name? Oh,
1: nope. Uh, the, the family name originally was Liebowitz. And uh, when our fathers first came to this country, uh, the the names got changed. To uh, in Stan's case, his his father took the name Lieber,
0: and my father took the name Lee. So you you never changed you never changed your name at all.
1: Well, I I actually I uh, I changed my
0: first name. You Changed your
1: first name? Yeah. Uh, originally, my name was Ronald Lee. I changed it to, I changed it from Ronald to Rex. And and any particular reason you went with Rex? I I felt that, you know, Rex was uh, just a more impressive name, more of a tough guy, like a winner type of, type of a name, you know. Would you be talking to me right now if my name was Ronald Lee? I don't think so.
0: You know, I'd like to think I would talk to you if your name was Ronald Lee with with this story. Uh, but maybe you're right. Maybe Rex. I don't think you probably would have ever heard of me. Well, up until up until I heard of you, I hadn't heard of you. And, and I'm glad to have heard of you. Let me make that very clear. Like, I'm, I'm glad to be sitting here having this conversation. I don't want you, you to think. Sh- you should be. I, I very much am. All right. So, when Stanley Lieber changed his name, started using the name Stan Lee, was this, was this just another.
1: It's, you know, now that you mention it, uh, you know, I, I was so focused on the comic book superheroes, I hadn't even thought about this There's one more example of what I believe to be my influence on Stanley.
0: I want to talk about the name Lee then, if I can, because, you know, there's a lot of stories from that era of people changing, you know, Jack Kirby was Jacob Kurtzberg, changed his name, you know, there's a there's stories of changing your name to not sound Jewish, what have you. Now, the name Lee certainly sounds like an Asian name. Was that something growing up or something in your life that you...
1: have People thought uh, occasionally, you know, you run into somebody and... Uh... Uh, when you finally meet him face to face, they say, "Oh, I thought you was a, I thought you were, Ch- I thought you were Chinese, right?" But uh, yeah, so uh, uh, sometimes it created a little bit of confusion and people thinking that we were Orientals. But uh, beyond that, I don't think so. On the other hand, I uh, don't believe anybody ever confused Stanley with uh, somebody who was Oriental. Uh, but uh, interestingly enough, uh, everybody did assume that he was drawing all the comic books, which. Uh, he didn't draw a single page of a comic book.
0: Yeah, not it's, one. It's, I pre- Yes, that's entirely true, and a lot of people do assume he drew the comics. You know, people act, uh, you know, the way you talk to, to most people, they, they think
1: that he single-handedly created every comic book that has ever been printed.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are people that think he's still writing comic books now, but this brings up an interesting point, which is, again, going back to something we were talking about earlier, the relationship between... Stan and the artists and who did what and that sort of thing there's you know what i i actually i apologize that this is all about stan it shouldn't all be about stan this should be about you and and your work Just imagine if my name was ronald well I
1: wouldn't be here at
0: all but i do i do want to make one i do want to point out one question or something about i mean how familiar are you are you familiar with jack kirby's work after he left marvel the work he did over at dc
1: Not, 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 not really, no.
0: Okay, so he, in the comics he was doing over at DC, it was a series called the Fourth World Series, a bunch of new characters. There was a character in there called the Funky Flashman, who was, I mean, most everybody was, I think, aware, or at least in hindsight aware, that this was a Jack Kirby's thinly veiled rendition of Stan appearing in these comics. Well, Um,
1: that's that's a little surprising, I uh...
0: You know, from I was under the impression that uh,
1: Jack and Stan didn't uh, get along so well, so I don't know why the first thing Jack Kirby would do when he creates a new superhero is model it after Stan Lee.
0: Oh no, no, I'm, I no, this is uh, this was not a superhero. This was actually a, a, a villainous character, sort of a, like a, an opportunist, a attention grabbing.
1: And right, now things are starting to sound a little bit more sensible.
0: All right, so, so you. Okay, so now knowing that there's this character out there named the funky flash man, I'm just curious, you know, was Stan was he funky, was he flashy? It's a, it's a bit of a silly question, but
1: well yeah, he, he certainly certainly liked to, to, to have his flash, you know, he was a flashy guy, you know, he wanted everybody to look at him all the time be the center of attention, that sort of thing. Uh I don't know that he was funky so much. Uh, have you ever seen him dancing in a bar mitzvah? Nothing funky about those dance moves.
0: Let's talk about the 70s. You know, the Marvel Age of Comics was born in the 60s. That's where, where all of the, the major creations of Marvel Comics were born. So once you get into the 70s, and once we're past that initial phase of, of comics creation, you are now... Clearly, not going to be you know working at Marvel Comics. You're not going to be writing comics with your cousin Stan. You're not involved in this at all. What do you do?
1: Well, I, you know, to, to be honest with you, you know, I thought well, I had all these great ideas, and uh, there's no reason to just limit them to comics. So, uh, you know, I thought there's this, you know, there's there's television and movies was was where the action was. So, uh, I moved out to Los Angeles. That that's where I started to start pitching ideas was uh, Hollywood and pitching to television shows and
0: uh, mo- making movies, movie scripts and, and such. And was this still superhero material that you were were trying to sell?
1: Uh, some of it, you know. I uh, but you know I did a little bit of everything, you know.
0: What kind of things were you doing? On last, I mean, you were pitching things, and then like if nothing was being sold. How were you? How were you earning your living well, I, out there? I,
1: you know, I tried my hand at a little bit of everything. You know, I pick up work wherever I could. I, uh, you know, I, I would that I would be an ex- You know, I I got some work as an extra,
0: here and there on television shows. I, uh, That's I just was, like being in the background, right? You get paid for the day or something, right? Right. You, okay. get, a, you
1: get a day rate for that. You know, uh, and nothing, nothing front and center. You know, but uh, I thought that was a foot in the door. You know. Mm-hmm. Nothing really came of it. Uh, I, I got on some game shows. That's cool. Want a little bit of prize money here nice. and there.
0: I love I love game shows. Could, do you remember any of the ones you were on? Well, uh, you know, this I was uh, I was in Love It or Leave It. Okay, what was what was how did that game work? Uh,
1: well, there was one of these uh, situations where you know you had there was a prize and then there was another prize and you know you, you had one prize and you didn't know what the other prize would be and you you just you know, do, is it gonna be a better prize and do you wanna do you wanna take that chance and, and give up the prize you have for this other prize, it's a mystery prize, you know, or does it turn out to be something terrible, you know? So I wasn't loving to leave it. I tried my hand at stand up comedy.
0: You tried to do stand-up comedy. That's that is that is something I'm super. Into. People that listen to this show know that comedy is a thing that I sort of key in on. Were you? Did you actually go up and perform?
1: Well, you know, he, here and there, you know, I didn't, I didn't really, you know, uh, I, I never really made it there. You know, I, I tried at different places to get on. Uh, you know, the, 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 went to the comedy store. You were very famous. Yeah, but uh, Mitzi wouldn't let me get on. Uh, you know, her loss. Anyway, I was you know I'm out there in Los Angeles looking for work, trying to do my thing. Uh, I'm there for a little while. Next thing, next thing, you know, I turn around and who's there? Who who comes along?
0: Stanley, Stanley. That's right. He started going out to Hollywood to sell my ideas. Well. To sell Marvel properties to T V. That's uh, pretty
1: much what I just said.
0: Now, this, was there a part of you at this point that thought, Well now I've been around, you know, maybe I could maybe I can play a car- you know, J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider Man T V show or like does that ever cross your mind or at this point is is it persona non grata?
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, I didn't even try to, to talk to Stan at that point, uh, you know, the the we, we were already divided. The wedge between us was already enough that uh, I knew not to go talking to him. And uh, Although, I have to say, uh, when I heard the news about the Spider-Man television show, I did you know try to poke my nose around and see if I could get extra work.
0: But uh, Stanley froze me out, and I, I couldn't get on. So did you ever actually, like you, you knew he was in luck, did you actually like, see him? Oh, sure, yeah, I, I saw him. him. I saw him a lot. He never saw me though.
1: Interesting. I, I saw him from across the street. I knew the restaurants that he would eat at. I, you know, I just kept tabs on him. Right. Now, to what end? Um, you know, to just to know, uh, I guess, uh, to know where
0: he was, so that I would know where I could go instead. So if he, so if he's not, see, if you're seeing him, he's not seeing you. Well, at you this know, point, we, we did
1: actually bump into each other at a certain point you know i tr- we tried to keep things pleasant but but uh, he just kept looking me over you know like he didn't like he didn't trust me, he just looking me up and down like he's trying to memorize every little detail and the next thing you know i you know I turn around he the guy's dressing just like me
0: I want to talk about appearance because you mentioned that he started dressing just like you, and you know as soon as you came in here i there were a lot of similarities you're wearing a sweater vest over a, a button down shirt. You're wearing tan slacks. But more than that
1: uh, I mean sometimes I was doing that before Stanley was.
0: Yeah, that is I I understand. Uh more more than that though, what's most striking is that you are wearing sunglasses indoors. All right. Which, which is I mean at this point that's that's a trademark Stanley
1: well, Stanley, the only person on the planet with sensitive eyes? I suppose
0: not. I didn't know that they were sensitive. I thought that was just a fashion statement, dude. You're, did, you're did, saying did, it's did, sensitive have eyes. Have you
1: ever been to the beach? I
0: have been to the beach. I grew up in Florida. Have
1: you noticed anybody out on the beach wearing sunglasses? I, I have, yes. Are you aware that there's an entire industry devoted to creating sunglasses and that Stanley could not possibly support that industry all by himself? I. Even with <laughs> all the millions that he's made? Off of
0: my ideas. That is that is a fair point. Now, Have are you your... ever been outdoors in the daytime? Now, are your sunglasses also prescription sunglasses?
1: Well, uh, you know, that's kind of a personal question to ask, and I prefer not to share that information.
0: Okay. It just it's striking. But they help me see.
1: They help bring things into focus.
0: It's it's striking to me that. You're wearing sunglasses indoors. like You talk about wearing sunglasses out of doors, but much like your cousin Stan, you both wear sunglasses indoors. Well, listen,
1: you know, when you get a little bit older and age, your eyes get a little bit more sensitive. So, you you know, it starts to become more comfortable to wear them indoors. But
0: when you, I guess when you bumped into, when you saw Stan that one time in Los Angeles, you must have been wearing sunglasses. It was
1: high noon. It was a sunny day. Of course, I was wearing sunglasses. Now,
0: was was Stan wearing? Stan them? was
1: not wearing sunglasses. He was squinting like an idiot.
0: All right, now, okay, then, moving on from that, uh, you also are wearing a mustache.
1: Do you, do you think this is a fake mustache?
0: No, I, I again, I'm, I'm wearing ai mu- have them. I have a mustache that I grew. Yes, it's I'm, re- I'm. It's a real mustache. I'm merely There's responding. Not a Costume piece. I'm merely responding to your statement that. Dan started to dress just like you. I'm, I'm just pointing out the similarities. You know, I, I presume that you had a mustache. Like when did when did you start wearing? When I a mustache? ran into Stanley, I had sunglasses on. I had a mustache. He had neither. He didn't have a mustache. He did not have a mustache. He did not have sunglasses on. I always thought he had a mustache for much of his career. Well,
1: he didn't when I saw him. I suppose that you think it's impossible a man might have a mustache, then shave that mustache, then run into his younger cousin, who has a mustache, and decide, "Hey, that looks pretty good. I want to grow a mustache."
0: Fair point. One more thing about appearances. If you'll if you'll if you'll humor me.
1: Oh, funny sense of humor, but I go mean, ahead.
0: Considering considering how you felt about discussing. Whether your glasses are a prescription, this might get a bit personal, and I apologize in advance. Uh, I accept your apology in advance. Thank you. You, and and you know, this is not me casting any dispersions. I I am not dissimilar. You have a pronounced lack of hair, uh, and in terms of appearances, Stan Stan does not. I'm
1: really regretting the advanced acceptance of that apology
0: right now. Well, I'm just again, in terms of. The, you know, you, you guys are essentially mirror images. Stan appears to have a full head of hair. Are you suggesting that... You know, not
1: everybody wins the genetic lottery when it comes to uh, the way uh, the genetics are passed down. Uh, you know, Stan, Stan was, I you know. Look, at our age, you're lucky to have any hair at all. Stan was blessed with a thick head of hair that he had his entire life. It wasn't
0: quite the same for me. That's, very, that's interesting. Because I'd always heard that it was. Look,
1: you're not, you're not looking too plentiful up top yourself. Sonny.
0: No, like I said, I'm not casting any stones. I'm, it's just. Rumor... What well, I'm just saying is if, if you throw stones, don't be surprised if people throw stones back at you. This is not a stone throwing contest. It's the exact same stone. Allow me, allow me to explain. So there's. The story was always. Do you but, have a cousin? I have several, yes. Do they have hair? Some do, some don't. Oh, that's very surprising. Oh, my oh, God. Uh, please, Mr. Lee, if, you, if you'll allow me to explain. The, the story as it goes, everybody's understanding was that Stan, for a long time, was wearing a toupee. In fact, you may recall that I mentioned this, the, the character Funky Flashman. You know, the, One of the jokes of Funky Flashman is that he, was had that he a, can't dance very well, yes. Was that he, he wore a hairpiece. And and Jack Kirby drew him without the hairpiece, and this was, again, seen as a as a, a well, shot. When, how does it?
1: What? How does that relate to his dancing?
0: It it does not.
1: All right, maybe I don't. Okay. I
0: mean, the the story has been, or the, or the understanding has been that Stanley wore a hairpiece. You're saying that this is that's his hair. As far as I
1: know, Stanley has always had the most, en enviable, thick, lush head of hair. Of anybody in our family.
0: All right, how about we we stop talking about Stan? I feel like we're we're really hitting this Stan nail. Are you, are you sure? Yeah, I, I think we can move on. I think we've covered plenty of that. Because really, I'm... You, you want to know what his favorite color is? Do you want to know what his favorite kind of dessert is? Actually, that would be terrific.
1: Well, you can go ask him.
0: What is your favorite dessert?
1: My favorite dessert?
0: Yeah. The, Classic apple pie. You put anything on there? A la mode? Whipped cream? Slice of cheese?
1: Put a little uh,
0: vanilla ice cream on the side. Make it warm? Yep. The ice cream or the pie? That was a joke. That was a joke. All right. <laughs> now that you got us sidetracked again. Sorry, okay. I'll give you one guess what Stan Lee's favorite dessert is. I understand. So we've talked quite a bit about everything you've done that you haven't gotten credit for, or the things you've done that have influenced comics as we know them. I'm curious, after all of that, do you then just go and, you know, what have you done? Have you Did you just go and get a regular job? Have you continued being a creative person? What What do you mean, regular job? Uh, a I, non-creative job, well, so an office job. I have, I have a job. Yeah. I'm employed. Okay. Always- I, I did not assume you weren't. I'm just curious, is it... Is but it it's a, a creative, it's a creative it job. Uh,
1: but uh, at the same time, i still, I still on the side. of Over the years, I've, I've had different comic book projects that I've worked on here and there.
0: I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear about, I mean, are these things available? Are these things that, that you well, to
1: talk about? Th- nothing ever became as you know, successful as any of uh, Stanley's ideas. Uh, I put that in quotes, but uh, there was a, t- you know, there was a time I... I uh, In the the 90s, uh, I came up with this idea for uh, this guy, Garbaggio 3000, from a futuristic world. He was a guy that would take out the trash. He was a garbage man from the future. But in the future, oftentimes, the trash you take out might be the bad guys.
0: Oh, I see. That's very, okay.
1: He's I understand. Cleaning
0: up the streets in more ways than one. I understand. Yes, he took out the trash. Yes, the street trash.
1: We're on the same page here. Yes,
0: yeah. we indeed, absolutely. That was
1: what uh, I thought. That was a sure hit. But you know, it's a roll of the dice. Sure. There's another one I came up with. Uh, you know, because at the at the time, you know, they say the the uh, the, uh, the the uh, the industry grew up. Yes, there was definitely it was a period. The cultivation of a more mature audience. Yes. And uh, so I thought, well, what's more mature than a gentleman's club, right?
0: Okay. Okay.
1: There was uh, the bad girls. Yes. You know, era of comics. So I thought, all right, how about a girl that works in a gentleman's club? And uh, so I came up with a character called, gentleman's clubarella. She was,
0: so she was like a dancer. She would dance in a gentleman's club. She was also what? Like she was a superhero? And then she would fight crime. I see. So, uh, you know,
1: gentleman's club attracts you know, the most vile, disgusting, terrible elements of this, of our society. So she'd essentially just lure them in there. And then, uh, you know, when they. Like a black widow spider. that's actually a pretty good idea. I should write that one down. Black Widow. That's a good name for a character, Black Widow.
0: Anyway, anybody ever done that? I Yes. Anyway. There is a Black Widow. Then there was a
1: time where, uh, you know, the boy bands started to become a big fad. You know, there was the most right. popular thing. You know, every time you turn around, there's a new boy band out, and I thought I should do, I should hook up with one of these boy bands and uh, make a comic book, get them to, endorse my comic book or get the rights to their comic books.
0: what what boy band did you end up did you end up working with a boy band?
1: Well uh you know, I ended up working with a band uh, most of the big ones at the time where you know it was pretty expensive. Sure. You know, to get their rights. Uh, I couldn't really even get it. But I ended up getting uh there was a band with a boy in that band there was uh from previous years, Technotronic I've heard of Techno The name of the band. That what we is were, the
0: boy? Who's the? Yeah, Kid K, was the boy in that band,
1: and uh, we were negotiating, I, uh, I, coming up with a comic book. I'm uh, sorry, the, to, the I, negotiations didn't sorry, quite it, work out. Excuse
0: me, Mr. Lee. I I am.
1: Ya Kid K. I thought it was like, oh, this is perfect. You know, he's got the baseball hat. He's got the attitude. I thought it was perfect for comics, but uh, the I, negotiations never really
0: I have in the long inter- term I'm didn't sorry, work. So I have to I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. I Yakid K, you said Yakid K. That's right, Yakid K. He comes I, out no, he comes it, out on the it,
1: stage with the dance moves no, and the I baseball understand. hat. I, you know, it's uh, he's like he's like actually, the every
0: It's actually funny because when I was a young man, I remember Technotronic, I remember Yakid K and I was always a little confused as to whether it was a, a male or a female, I believe yakit k is is female are you saying you're saying you did you meet them
1: i yes
0: okay. yes uh, but
1: you know this actually might explain a few things Why were
0: you, were you wearing your sunglasses at the time indoors I wore my sunglasses all the time. I think that might that also might explain a few. Yeah, that's right.
1: Because when you put sunglasses on, you can't tell a male from a female.
0: Yeah, I have a point there. I'm Yakid K was again. She was she or he? So now who's confused? I think I think there was a there was a bit of ambiguity there. I'm just trying to clarify. uh, Just trying to clarify. Again, this isn't
1: about you. Well, I thought I thought it was a slam dunk for a comic book. Sure, the name Yakid K K is great. For whatever reason, Yakid K became uh, increasingly upset. Uh, and angry with me, uh, kept saying I was offensive, and uh, so things didn't work out.
0: I'm sorry to hear that. that. That would have made for a great comic. That's a great name, Technotronic, Yakid K, it's made for comics. Technotronic sounds like a great superhero team. Absolutely. And I
1: thought, I thought it was a great idea, but
0: you move on. You move on to other things. Of course. Uh, what, is, what is the day job that you have? You mentioned that you have a, a creative day job. The day job is for uh it's a video
1: company uh, we make movies really yeah that's right we make we make animated movies uh kid stuff again you know the uh you know the the boy bands and the, the gentleman's club stuff didn't work out and i you know to be honest with you i didn't feel like that was really all worth where, where entertainment should be going so uh, I went to animation for kids, you know we do uh Fairy tale stories, you know things with you know uh, songs, you know princesses singing songs and such like that. Uh, we just uh, the, the latest
0: uh, the latest one we just did was called uh, the Snow Princess. Oh, uh, so it's is that like I guess that's like Disney's Frozen.
1: No, well uh, the Snow Princess is based on a fairy tale called the Snow Queen. Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about this uh, freezing movie that you talk. Is that what it is? Freezing? Yeah, I, I
0: think it's. I think it's based, It might be based on the same. I think they're based well, on the same. Well, character. you know, all I know
1: is they said we're gonna do a movie about the Snow Queen, and uh, the name of it's the Snow Princess, and you know, worked in magic. So I come in and then I make a few tweaks here and there, and I added uh, a funny sidekick character, you know, to the mix, and that, that's really where I get to 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 be creative.
0: So wait, what's what's the funny sidekick like? Uh, well, he, you know, I, I came up with this character,
1: Icicle Joe. He's like a anthropomorphic icicle, and uh, so anytime there's something happening on uh, in, in the screen that's like, you know, like really heavy, then you have Icicle Joe say something like, "Sure is slippery out here." Do you do the voice of Icicle Joe? Well, that that's funny you ask, but yeah, I do some of the voice work and and then the videos as well.
0: That's 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 pretty good. Congratulations. Sure
1: is slippery out here.
0: That's gotta be a big hit with with uh with the kids, huh? Well there's a reason
1: they keep me on. You know, it's good to have a good steady job. We make lots of videos like
0: that. So you're making videos, which is beyond you know, not quite comics. It's it's moving pictures, that sort of thing and you're you're in california a lot of the time do you have any did you ever take your creative ideas you know we talked earlier about you know trying to get tv shows or trying to get on tv shows your your acting roles did you did you ever get do any other tv work any other
1: well film we work i had a tv show for a little while uh, oh, no. uh, there was a, the reality tv was a big craze and Still the, is, the contests sure. and, and sort of that thing talent shows and everything so I, I I came up with an idea of, you know, instead of, like, who's who's going to be the next model or who's going to be the next singer, I thought, you know, what might be a good idea is to get somebody to, to submit the next big idea for superhero, you know? And that way, you know, everybody's tuned in, and the next thing you know, they're all going to want to buy the comic book.
0: What was that show called?
1: Uh, that show, that was called uh, Next... Well, I put my name on it this time. It was called Rex Lee's... Next top American superhero. And did you find a, a like did the show go a full season? Did well, you... we we filmed a
0: full season and then the network decided not to air it. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Do you remember the name of the, the winning superhero? Green Jesus. <laughs> and from that name, was it was this like an environmental hero? Is that the green part? That's was right. It... That's exactly
1: it. It was uh you know, kind of a, a way to bring together, you know, all the teachings and and the the wisdom and the philosophy of Jesus and tie it into the to the modern movement for
0: uh, for uh, environmentalism, uh, going green. That sounds. That actually sounds like an idea that has some merit. There probably
1: is. Well, I, I agree, but uh, I think that might be part of the reason why the network dropped it because. Uh, you know, a lot of their sponsors are, let's say, uh, uh, on the opposite side of the green movement.
0: Now, I I, I hate to do this, uh, but I think another reason it might not have flown is uh, there was a show uh, called Stan Lee's Who Wants to Be a Superhero.
1: Yep, that's uh, right. And it aired the very next season after we had filmed our
0: season. It did not air. Uh, I I didn't know the timeline. I didn't know when. I didn't know if they were concurrent or. uh. Well,
1: this this individualized occurrence. In this particular case, what happened was I came up with an idea. We tried it out. It didn't work for various reasons. And then Stanley used the exact same idea to great success.
0: I'd question it's great success but that's that's an that's a matter of opinion. Well,
1: I'd say making
0: it to a TV yes sure it did go two seasons on Sci-Fi channel. Two seasons big. is better than zero seasons. Yeah. On my count. You no, know, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely. So now, I'm sorry to do this. Do you do you ever see or speak to Stan? I mean since since the last time you saw him in Los Angeles, have you seen Stan? Have you talked well, to him at all or We
1: I've I've seen him here and there. I mean, uh, you know, a town like this, you have you go to movie premieres, this and that. He's involved in a lot of these uh, new movies that Marvel has been putting out, and you know he's in some of them. So you know, you go to the premiere, and you know you cross paths like that sort of a thing. But
0: uh, so you have seen him at premiere. We we've seen each other, but uh, you know we we don't talk. That's weird that you would see each other at a
1: well he, like that. he he knows you know like uh, uh you know well let's say uh, yeah, the last one was uh, the iron man uh, iron man 3 premiere and uh I happened to be you know I, I I went there and uh I saw Stan you know and you know I I saw him he saw me and he knew don't you know not don't even try don't even try to talk to me
0: and uh that was him saying that or you no you no
1: know? no I'm saying we made eye contact, Stanley and I. As far as you know, through the sunlight. He sees me. He sees me. I see him seeing me. And he knows, don't even, don't even start. Don't even start. I see. You're saying don't even start. That's right. Okay. So then uh, and then I went in. They wouldn't even let me into the movie, so I went home. I didn't say a word to Stan.
0: How far apart were you when you made eye contact? I was, uh, I was across the street.
1: I walked. Across, I crossed over the street because I was supposed to be invited to the movie because my company said that you know I was supposed to be their representative that would get in to watch the film. I got there. I, they they told me that I couldn't come in there. Then I looked up and I saw Stan. He was standing about fifteen feet away. He was he was looking right over at me, probably because security. I'd come out and was was saying, you know, get, get out of here, you know, because I was, I was kicking up a bit of a fuss because this has happened uh, just about every single one of these Marvel movies. They tell me, oh, you'll be on the list, and I get there and I'm not on the list. So, you know, you so it's, is you, you either you you know you back down like a coward or you you fight you stand up for yourself. And I stand up for myself. So uh, it was around one of these times when they were uh, they got the extra security to escort me away. And uh, Stan looked right at me, right in the eye,
0: and he knew. Don't even, don't even try to talk to me. So would, I mean, just I'm very curious if, uh, and this is going to be the last question about Stan, I, I promise. If somebody were to ask him about you, what do you think he would say? I, well, I think I think at this point, after everything that he's done, he just he wouldn't want. He
1: just want to sweep the whole thing under the carpet like it never happened. I'd be surprised if he.
0: You know, even pretended that he'd ever even had a cousin Rex. So he would he would deny your existence. I, that,
1: based on his behavior, I'd have to assume that if you asked Stanley about his cousin Rex Lee, he would probably pretend like he'd never even heard of me, and he doesn't even have a cousin by that name. That's
0: gotta. That's, that's gotta what feel. I expect of him at this point. That's gotta feel terrible. Well, it did. You know, it doesn't feel too good. I'm sorry to hear that, Mr. Lee. Let's end on something positive. Are you working on anything now? Do you have any uh, fresh new idea? You you have so many ideas. Uh, So many of them seem to have been... I mean, I don't even know if you'll want to say it.
1: Well, well, right now I'm working on a new superhero concept. Uh, It's called the Super 7. It's about seven aliens that crash land on the planet Earth. They're at this new planet. They come out of their rocket ship. They're the spaceship. The UFO. They come out of that thing, and the first person that they see, the first human being they come across. Yours truly.
0: That right. So you've written yourself into this concept. That's right. Wow. Okay. So
1: I, in the story, I meet these aliens, and I think, hey, I'm gonna capitalize. This is a. This is something to catch. This is an opportunity, and I'm gonna. And they all have these different alien powers, and, and so I think, well, all right, I'm gonna get the rights for all the comic books, the movies, the cartoons. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I got a gold mine right here that just fell out of the sky, literally. And so the story is about how I write stories. It's a story. I know it sounds crazy, but in execution, it'd be very interesting. It's a story about how i write a story about
0: real aliens seven of them with superpowers this is i must say in the context of our entire conversation you know considering you know that you came from you know the early part of your story where you had come up with these ideas and and they seemed to have appeared in other capacities and now there's a story where you're in it and you're you're using so this the, the stories from somebody it's 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 a very meta this whole thing is very meta uh, i don 't know if you're familiar with that concept of, sort of the, well if it's in, if you mean it's incredibly creative and imaginative and original
1: i agree you know you don't work this long in the creative field without yeah. coming up with you know y- you don 't get surprised
0: when you come up with a fresh idea like this well i th- i think it's 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 really interesting. I I'm, I'm kind of feel like we should end on that note because this is a, a great way to cap this thing off. I want to thank you. Uh, first, I, I hope to see the – it's a Super 7, you said? Super 7. I hope to see that in some format at some point. Uh, I'll link to it on our website. And thank you, Mr. Lee, for, uh, for the time and the, the incredible story. Well,
1: thank you for having me on your radio
0: show. You are very welcome.
1: Yo, pop up the jam, pump it up. I want it up. Yo, pump it. Pop up the jam, pump it up. I want it up. Yo, pump it. Pop up the jam, pump it up. I want it up. Yo, pump it. Pop up the
0: jam. Up. So, how about that, guys and gals? That's that's the find of the year. Rex Lee, Stanley's cousin. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where I, I wish I had known because I could have, you know, I could have uh, done the research. But I thought it was worth recording and releasing. I edited it on the plane ride back. Like, I was like, this is too much. So there it was. Rex Lee. Tell me what you think about it. On StuffSaidShow.com, where all the episodes are, and you could post comments for an episode. You can also leave a review and. Rank it five stars at iTunes. The review for this episode, if you want to write something and can't think of what to write, I would suggest one of the two, the following two options. Uh, long live the rampaging rage. Or, it sure is slippery here. Because that line is awesome. The show is also available via the com. As part of the Acme Wave Projector Network. You can email me directly at stuffsaid at gmail.com. I respond to those emails either by writing back to you or talking about it on this show. Are you on Twitter? Because I am on Twitter at Stuff Said Show, where I tweet because that's what you do on Twitter. The theme song for Stuff Said is provided by Craig Chin at RudeAnagrams.com, And for more about me, you go to Stuff Said No. That's that's the show site. For more about me, you go to HatterEntertainment.com. H-A-T-T-E-R-Entertainment.com. Listen, it's, it's a long weekend, folks. I was at a convention. I'm tired. I'm clearly not in my right mind. Anyway, that's about all the stuff I have left to say. See you next time. Oh, wait. I forgot to say one last thing. April Fools, you know, in case you weren't sure.